0: Today we start Torah This is directly from the words and the language of Rabenu. We're also going to do Torah 85 and 86. God willing la The essential way to join and to cleave yourself to God is through prayer, Rabbenu says. And this underline it. Put it close to your heart because this is the essence Rabbenu is teaching us. Rabanu's entire nyanes fila, as we know. This idea that he speaks about. Um that we see constantly this idea of prayer come back and back and back in the Quddamoran. And um Rabban is teaching us that the essential way to draw close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, to cleave yourself to God is through prayer. Because Tfilah is a gate. that It's through this gate that we enter and we're able to draw close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Tfilah is the gate which allows one to, to draw close to God. And it's from this gate that we, know, that we can know of Hashem. It's through this aspect of prayer that we know of God. Because Tfilah is, is the kingship. But it's brought down. In Tehrim, tfila and tfila. And what is ani? Ani, we know is um, malchut. We know that keter is the bechinav ein. Ein is alef yud nun, but malchut is the. It's like whenever you take ein and you mix around the letters, it becomes ani me, I. That is malchut. It's the last fira. So the first and the last Fira have a combination of letters that are the same, but it's just different um, wording. Ani and ein. So David el writes, Va'ani I am prayer. But tefillah, Rabban was teaching us, is coming to show us that tefillah is an aspect of ani, which is malchut. Tefillah is kingship. And David el is the king, obviously. So that just proves to us that tefillah is malchut. leshon And tefillah comes from an expression. It comes from an expression of joining together. How do we know this? As it says, In Bereshit chapter niftati," With bonds, Hashem, I've been bound. This idea of binding and and um tying together. And what does Unkelus translate It's an aspect of leshonit it's an aspect of connectedness when things are joined together. So we see Naftule, which comes from the word fila, the same root of letters. Is leshonit connecting one thing to another. Therefore, Rabban says it's because of this. That the majority of people, when they get up to pray, bad thoughts or thoughts of pride befall them. Thoughts of pride always strike a person when he gets up to pray. Because prayer, which is the aspect of kingship, the aspect of aniad as viserva, anit I am prayer, meaning the aspect of I, meaning me. Pride, right? Me, it's about me. But what's this idea? Malchut has been um, taken under control by the evil kingship. It's in exile. And I am among the exiles, meaning the aspect of Ani, of I, which is kingship, is among Galut, exile. But when it wants to get out, and when it wants to get out, then what happens? The evil kingship grabs onto this Malchut. The holy malchut so that I cannot leave. And what's this evil kingship? The evil kingship is galut. It's pride. She <speaking in Hebrew> galut That pride comes from the evil kingship. She <speaking in Hebrew> It wants to gain prominence and to rule. That's why it takes over the holy malchut. Because the evil kingship represents pride. <speaking in Hebrew> and, and through praying with strength, Rabbi teaches us. <speaking in Hebrew> with this we give strength in our prayer. To reinforce the holy malchut against the evil malchut so that it can leave the exile without it being restrained. Rabban is teaching us the most awesome advice here. When we pray with Tfila, when we pray when we pray with strength with Koach, we enable the Malchut, the kdusha, to leave the exile. It's an aspect of redemption. And then, this is what it says in oz Samechhetim Al Israel Gabato. Ascribe strength to Hashem, ascribe might to God. For its pride is upon Israel. So now we're going to explain this. Meaning, when pride, which is the evil kingship, um, takes strength upon Israel, meaning when it tries to drag down Israel into its folly, into this pride. When the evil kingship tries to bring the Jewish people into exile, tries to bring malchut into exile, the strength is to do what? To pray with strength and to reinforce God. Meaning what? Ascribe might to Hashem. Meaning when you pray, pray in the aspect of strength. Of strength. Meaning the aspect of I. Which is tefillah. And this is what it says. And that's how Rabenu translate that that translates that verse, and explains that verse into the context we just mentioned. That when pride, which is the evil kingship, tries to take power over the Jewish people, what do you have to do to know Oz, Lelokim? You have to, whenever you enter the aspect of Ani, which is Tfilah Malchut, you have to bring Oz, strength, into it. And this is what it said in Devarim chapter 8, And you'll remember Hashem your God, because it's He who gives you the strength to make wealth. Now we're going to understand this. And this is a principle each and every person has to say every day. It's part of the, the 10 zechirot. It's part of the 10 remembrances that we have to remember every single day. And uh, um, it's one of the most important things. That It's not us who earns the living. <laughs> we think when we go to work that it's us who earns our, our panasa. No, it's not us at all. As Rabbi Nathan teaches us in Nikutarachot, HaRachot, is bringing this up now, that what it's HaKadosh Baruch Hu who gives it to us. We're not worthy of our Panasat Oh, It's God who grants it. Now Rabbeinu is going to explain Perush. This is an explanation. Because through strength, meaning as it says in the verse, meaning when you have strength, you'll rectify the woman of valor. Meaning this aspect of valor. What's valor? The woman of valor. which is the aspect of kingship. The kingship is the feminine principle, which is tfila. and this is the explanation. To acquire possessions. Meaning when he translates, to to make wealth. What did he say in the verse? to acquire possessions. Perush. Now let's explain. Meaning when the kingship is in exile, when it's among the realm of the evil kingship, when it's it's, uh, been taken um, under the control of the evil side, what does it say? Do not look at me for I'm black. Meaning that ani the Malchut is black. Because it's dressed in black garments. Bilvushindi clipin in the garments of the husks of the evil side. Um Khusabaham and she's concealed by them. Bahazai, but then Ketsipo no ken ishno de Al chapter twenty seven. Ketsipo no dedet min like a bird wandering from a nest, Ken Ishno is a man who wanders as well. Why? Kihikandile, for she is his nest, meaning Hakadoshba whose nest is the Shrina is the Divine Presence, is the Kingship. When a man prays with strength to bring her out of the exile, from her concealment, he creates a nest for God. And she, sorry, she creates a nest for God, meaning when she leaves exile, she becomes this nest for akanush Baruch Hu. And now this is an explanation. that Rabbeinu ties beautifully into the verse, into the Unkelos that we saw in last Chayil. Which is a, what is a chayl wealth? it's really Rabban was teaching us. It's a play. On, it's a play on the idea eshet chayl, the woman of valor, which is kingship. Because when kihuna tenecha, because koach. Sorry, as it says over there, whenever you put strength into your that's what chayl you create. This aspect of kingship, you bring her out of the exile. So now Rabbanu is going to explain. It. I did bring. I did bring down an unkelus over there. The mikne And What is la sot to make wealth? It means to acquire possessions. But now Rabbanu is going to play uh, play on the words the mikne. And nirsin as well. So what is Vezeperush? And this is an explanation. When Unkiru says the Mikne, to acquire Leshon Ken, this has the same expression as the, the word Ken, which it means nest. Meaning you create a nest. You're allowed the Shekhinah to create a nest. Nirsin. And what is nirsin? Leshon Kisuin. An expression of Kisuin covering over. Meaning what? that she's no longer covered over by the Ktipot and now she's able to create this nest. And your main intention should be when you're praying, that you should rectify the Divine Presence in order to unite her with her husband, which is God. And this is an explanation, meaning to unite the last letter of the Yudkei Vavke with the Vav of Yudkei Vavke, the Vav and the He, which need the rectification. And this is an explanation. In order to erect his covenant, in order to establish his covenant. What does that mean? The erection of the covenant is hinting to this, what do you call it? This unification, this union and now we're gonna explain because at the beginning, a person needs an arousal from below, meaning what for the man to be able to give off this seed in a in a normal sense. This need, there needs to be an arousal from below and what's below, it's the woman the woman is the first aspect, it's the malchut before you ascend up the entire chain of the sefirot you have the malchut, the which is in the dust, right? it's in galut so you need an arousal from below to create this union and as long as the shekhinah is in the dust it's, it's under the dominion of the galut what, do you, what happens? It cannot, it cannot create this union because it's still under the control of the evil husks so what must it do? it must arouse itself from the, from the exile and bring itself redemption So what did Rabbeinu say? In the beginning, you need an arousal from below. Meaning you need to rectify the Divine Presence, which is done through what? The prayer that we say, when a person prays with strength. And then when that Divine Presence dons her radiant garment, which are the colors of white, red and green, symbolizing the three forefathers. As we know, Avram is white. Ah, uh, Yitzchak is sumak; is red, and Yarok is green. Tiferet Tiyakov. Vehe bechinat and This represents the aspect of an oath, as is brought down in the Zohar Kadosh. The oath bechinat shivah, which cannot what shuvah comes to the word shivah, which is seven. What is seven? Look in the Zohar Parashat Vayeshev, page 181a over there is for this idea. So now what happens? It's as if the oath was made with the avot. At this moment. When you rectify the divine presence and she dons her garments of green, white, and red, which represent this um the avot, the three forefathers, it's as if she created, it's as if the, the oath with the forefathers was made in that single moment when she dons her garments. and this is what it says, Asher as we finish off in the verse. It starts off the verse by saying, in order to erect his covenant, that he swore to his forefathers on this as this day. Meaning what? like this day specifically, meaning when you don the whenever you don the garments on the Shekhinah, when you rectify the Shekhinah, and she dons the colours of green, white, and red, it's as if Hakadosh Hu made the oath of the forefathers on that day that the Shekhinah dons her garment. So this is why it says that he swore to his forefathers on, as this day. Meaning like this day, literally. So Rabenu says this final element, this amazing, amazing chidush. Saying what? That it's, it's a chidush beyond our, our perception. It's, it's, it's amazing. That we see that through when a person prays with strength, he's able to renew the, foref- the, 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 the oath that God made with the forefathers, with Avraham Yitzchak Yaakov. It's an amazing, amazing Chidush Rabbanu teaches us. And how when we pray with strength, we're able to rectify the Shekhinah and to bring it out of the exile. So God willing, may we practice this and really merit to do this Tikkun. Because Rabbanu is saying this for each and every Jew, no matter low to high. that we can all do this. We can all pray with strength to really put our energy into prayer, to move. This to move the mind back and forth into this aspect of prayer and to engage in the tefillah as Rabbeinu teaches us that the main essence of prayer is to the point where literally a person should pray as if his nefesh as if his soul is in his palm meaning to pray with soul sacrifice to really engage in the prayer with true tears and with true sincerity Torah 85 Egozim Hanikraim Nuzim Egozim not are called luzim, as we see in the Torah. Luzim is a type of na. Okay. And these luzim, they hint or they, they're they hinting to us the aspect of Leah. When it says luzim, it's referencing it's referencing and hinting to us this concept of Leah. Shehi ba'oref, which is at the back of the neck. Shehi nugba because she's the first wife. As is brought down in the Torah of the Arizal the Arizal brings this down this idea that Leah represents um, the back of the neck this Luzim uh, which and she's the first wife and afterwards we enter the Veta Mikdash what did that mean? in which it says in the aspect of the brought in, in Psachim, Yaakov called it Bet El the house of God. Meaning, each and every person called Haram Moriah a different place. Yaakov, uh, Abraham called it um, Har, a mountain. Yitzhak called it a Sadeh. But Yaakov called it a bite, And it says Bet El. Okay. So once we go through Leah, then we get to Yaakov, which is the aspect of the Bet El And this is what Rashi says in Shoftim, chapter 1. That by, by way of Luz, we enter Bet El. So now Rabbanu is explaining, by way of Leah, you're able to enter Yaakov, which is Bet El, which is Bet So now Rabbanu is explaining the sword with regard to the Yairizan and connecting this Rashi. And this is what it says in Yeshayah, chapter 40, Nachamu, 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 Nachamu Ami, Console, oh console, my nation, etc., etc. It says over there, Two times the name, the word Nachamu, yeah, it says twice there in the verse, Nachamu is the numerical value of. Um, um, <clears throat> sorry, Nachamu is nun. You have fifty. Chet is eight. Fifty-eight. Mem is forty. So you have ninety-eight plus six is one hundred four. Times two, two hundred eight. So what? What's kotkod? It's the numerical, which means literally fontanel, that place on the head, which is the softest part of the, of the of the head the center of the head on top of the baby, it's called the fontanelle. So Nachamu times two is Gematria kot kod oref which represents what? The neck, the back side of the neck. Meaning that part of the head which is super soft. It's not the it's it's the top plus the, the 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 top of the center and then going all the way to the back which is the softest part of the head. That's the fontanelle. And this represents the back side of the neck which is what Leya? and it's through her that we enter betel which is the beta migdash, Which is why Nachamu Nachamu. This idea of consolation. Okay. And the, the, these are the three weeks. yom The three weeks. The 21 days of Ben HaMetzarin. Between the straits. The, the three weeks as we know. From Shiva Asar Betamuz until Tish Be'av. Och and uh be um, Ilan And among the trees, um the counterpart to this is the loose, is this type of nut. We're going to see this connection between twenty-one days and the loose. Okay. In the aspect of the trees, the loose this aspect of the loose tree or this this loose nut um has this um aspect of twenty-one days, which is the Ben those twenty-one days that are between the straits which in the time, whenever it's very constricted, the days of suffering for the Jewish people were Um It's in those places where we can catch a kadosh Hu. Nonetheless, because of this, this is why we have, it's a, it's customary for the Jewish people to eat an egg on the meal before the fast of Tisha B'Av. And this uh, custom is brought down in Shulchan Aruch, um, look in Rashi, in Yermiah also. Chapter 1, uh, verse tw- 11 and 12. Uh, because an egg matures in 21 days. Page five. As it says over there, that a hen, she lays her egg after 21 days. Um... And look at Tosfot over here in the, on that Gemara, in Be and corresponding to this in the concept of trees is the loose And this is corresponding the loose bone, what we call the bone in the in the the back of the neck, the top of the spine that is in the neck of a person, this loose bone which remains after the decaying of the body. It's the only bone which is not which is which does not decay. And it's from this bone which the body will be, which the structure of the construct of the body will be renewed at the time of the resurrection of the dead. This is our essential consolation. we said in the verse, be consoled, or be consoled. Because upon the body it says, lie down until the morning will lie with me until the morning. Sheu which is at the time of the resurrection. What did that mean? Lie lie down until the morning. What's the morning? It's the time of the resurrection, the, the morning, the, the time of redemption, when the sun comes out. And when the morning came, behold it's Leah, that says in Bereshit chapter 29. That, Ra, that Yaakov thought he was sleeping with Rachel. But really, he woke up, he saw in the morning when the light shone, it was Leah. So what does Leah represent? She represents morning and it's said in the verse, the morning is Leah. Hanu etzem luz meaning she, the the essence of the loose we talked about. Leah represents the loose in the Ahizali Torah. And this idea that um, the loose represents the loose bone. Um, the loose bone, which is the essence of the resurrection of the dead. Uh, whenever all the dead will be revived. And um, that's the concept of Leah. That's through the loose bone. That uh, the body will be rebuilt. And because all of Yaakov's intention was to be with Rachel. Was for the sake of Rachel. It says about the sons of Rachel. The Yosef, meaning Yosef and Benjamin. Now we're going to see Yosef. It says about Yosef. Kod Kod Yosef. On the code code of one set, apart from his bro- uh, brothers. So, what does that mean? Ul kod kod nezirechav. Kot kod, we said above, is the two times nachamu. So, when it says in the verse ul kod kod nezirechav, it's um, Yaakov was saying about Yosef, it, or th- this aspect of Yosef is that he's the code kod. He's the um, on ul kod and upon the brown nezirechav of the elected one of his brothers. Yosef is the one who is the the ultimate. Meaning, may the blessings rest upon the brow of this person who is the elect of the of his brothers, the person who mamash is the epitome of all the shvatim. He's Yosef. Uvinamim, Uviniamin, Writes about Binyamin. Uven ketefav shachel, between the shoulders he dwells. Remez. Um, so now, let's, what is it hinting to? that true Leah. and which she's the first. She's the first wife. It's through her that we can get to the aspect of Rachel. So Ben Shachin, what is between the shoulders? He dwells? The Binamin represents between the shoulders, which is the back of the neck. What's between the shoulders? The neck, which is Leah. Meaning, it's through Leah that uh, we're able to get to Binamin, who represents the um, between the shoulders. And uh, what? The we're able to get to the Kot, which is Yosef it says about Kod Kod that it's Nachamu times two, which is the Kod um, the code Kod code is the fontana, which is the back of the neck, which is Leah. So it's all through Leah that we're able to get through the aspect of Yosef and Benjamin. Um, so we're able to go to the aspect of Rachel through Leah. Kod Kod tefav Zib Khinat Luz Hanan And this Kod Kod and Ketefav, this fontana this between the shoulders, the shoulders is uh, the aspect of the Luz, which is Leah. Or ev Chia Shinun or Shosh Meot, that the orf the neck has the same numerical value as uh, three hundred fifty. Roshet evot and what is three hundred fifty. Shin nun roshet It's an acronym. It's the acronym of this phrase Shabbat Nachamu, the Shabbat of consolation, in which we read the haftarah Nachamu Nachamu ami Shabbat Nachamu. Shabbat. You have the first word. The first letter shin, and Nachamu you have the nun. That's shin nun 250. Hinting to us about the orif, the neck, which is Leah, who is this aspect of Nachamu, Nachamu. Remez Lehanan, this is hinting to above, and we know that Nachamun um, Nachamu is uh, both of those words are together with Kod Kod, which is the neck, which is Leah, which is the loose, we said. So, it's all connected. Very deep Torah, and uh, God willing, final Torah for today, Torah Pevav. Da, no. That because the world are of little faith, because the world has little emuna, therefore they need fasting. Rabenu teaches us, when you're in lack of faith, you need to fast. Meaning, what does a person need to do whenever he lacks faith? He needs to do all these sorts of mortifications, these difficult acts of service. To serve God in a very difficult manner. Rabenu said in Sihot Aran, and he writes this in Shifchayagan. When Rabban was young, he used to engage in fasting. He used to fast from um, um, to Shabbat to Shabbat. He used to fast from Shabbat to Shabbat, literally. From right after Shabbat ended, and after Melabah he would fast until literally the next Friday night. That's literally an entire week he would not drink or eat. Literally, not water, nothing. And uh, Rabenu said that had he understood the power of it as we know he is Tfila, its emuna, then he would not have engaged in that fasting. So we see that through emuna, which emuna, one is able to avoid these difficult acts of service, which is fasting and stuff. Because it's certain. That, and it's known that it's possible to serve Hashem in every single thing. Because God does not create unreasonable demands. God does not uh, act with, He does not act with tyranny upon His creatures. As brought down in the Gemara. But sometimes, the fact that we, uh, but the reason why that sometimes we need difficult acts of service, this is, but the say, there, sometimes we need these acts of difficult service, and it's proven to us in this Gmaran in page seventy-four In the time of religious oppression, even to change to change one's shoelace, shoelaces is a matter of um, of being killed rather than transgress. Meaning, even for the smallest act of even literally changing your shoelaces. Um, sometimes in the in the um, in the time of religious oppression, when they try to take us away from our religion and stuff like that, when they want to make us do even the smallest thing, literally, you know, the mitzvah of uh, tying your shoelaces in one thing or in one manner uh, according to Shulchan Aruch, literally just to change that sometimes would literally mean to to be killed for the sake of Hashem. And to to listen to these people, meaning what at the bottom of the this idea that even the most minute of details. Can literally mean us being killed because we're doing it for the sake of God. But this is specifically during a time of religious oppression. Rabbi was saying that even though it's true that we, it's not fitting to be killed over something this small of changing the shoelaces. But because the time in which they are in is a time of destruction and religious oppression and persecution, and it's during that time that specifically these. Um, uh, the altars and these evil people want to overpower us and to make us pass over our religion and to bring us to atheism, God forbid. Therefore, this person, this Jew, is forced to give up his soul, his life, even for the slightest of matters. And we know that idol worship and atheism is in the aspect of what it says and. No, is there any breath in their nostrils? Meaning, in these, uh, as, uh, in these idols, they have no breath, there's no life. <laughs> they have no spirit at all. <laughs> and these people who have short faith, low faith, Rabbanu says, these people who don't have lots of faith, are in the aspect of shortness of spirit also. <laughs> it's like this middle ground. <laughs> Because they have no complete faith, which is an aspect of extended spirit, extended brought down and lesson 155 of the first volume. And nonetheless, we're still in the middle because we don't const- we don't We're not in atheism, God forbid. We don't deny, a- we don't have no faith. And people which. Because these people who have no faith, they have no spirit at all. As it says about this, There's no breath, there's no ruach in their nostrils. Meaning they have no they have There's no life there. It's, they're in the middle. And these people who are short on faith, their spirit is very short. It's it's like pause breathing. It's like shortness of spirit. And this is what it says in Shemot chapter Vav. Chapter 6. Because of short spirit. And from hard work. Hard service. What did that mean? Because they're in the state of Shortness of spirit. Because of the fact that they're, they have a little faith as we said above. Because of this we need hard acts of service as it says in the verse When you have a shortness of spirit which stems from a lack of faith that's when you need to do all these hard difficult acts of service and to fast, etc. Just like in the time of religious persecution which is the damage of faith completely, Rabbi Musa says They need to sacrifice their souls literally, completely even on the smallest of matters, and we see this very recently with regard to the Holocaust. This idea, the same is true when there's a, a belittling and a blemish in faith. We need to do all these difficult acts of service, as we mentioned above. There's many different aspects with regard to um, little faith. Whenever faith is belittled, because there's even tzadikim who have little faith. Al pasuk on the verse, in which it says over there, in Zechariah, for who has despised the day of small things? And it says over there, who caused the tzadikim? Meaning what's the tzadikim? The small things. Meaning because they have small aspects of faith meaning there's even tzaddikim whose faith isn't very great, who are in the asset of little faith. So, God willing, may we greaten and, and strengthen our faith so that we don't need these difficult acts and mortifications to serve Hashem, that we can serve Hashem besivcha, and God willing to, the month of Adar, really attained, attain the holiness of uh, Mordechai and Esther, and uh, bezrat Hashem, attaining this great faith and applying all the lessons we study today.